This week's Four Questions Journalist Spotlight is brought to you by Lefts Atlanta Media, Atlanta's best journalist database. Subscribe at leftsatlantamedia.com. Welcome to another edition of our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. Got a great, awesome guest today. He and I have known each other for a long time, and uh, I'm glad to be able to have a little conversation. Tigner Rand is with Rolling Out Magazine. Good morning, Tigner. How you doing this morning, Mitch? I am. I am great. I am great. Well, le- I want to talk about rolling out, and I want to sure. kind because of, I think it's something that a lot of people have seen, but maybe people don't quite understand. There's more to it than yeah, just the magazine down. you pick up. But but first, kind of give me a little background about you. Where do you? What's, what's <laughs> your your journalist background, and how'd you get to this this place? Wow. Um, and remember, I only have 20 minutes. 20, exactly. <laughs> only 20, that's why I say, how, how can I capsulize all this real quick? Uh, it, it pretty much it uh, started with rolling out has been around. I'm going to try to marry the two together so we can. Keep right. it. OK, that work. Um, rolling out, rolling out the brand has been around for 21 years. And it started out, as, as you stated, as a publication. Everyone knows it as a print newsprint publication. Um, Prior to that, over the years, I've always had the, the passion for writing, um, short stories. And growing up, I always wanted to review music, tried to get into all the magazines and, you know, reviews. But then my first break came with uh, rolling out. Munson Steve, the publisher, he is the CEO, but he also happened to be my roommate in college. And he knew my passion for music. I used to be a DJ. Uh, it's kind of sad. I was a DJ more for fun than to understood the whole nuance of how do you look at it now in 2021. I mean, it's a business. Right, right. I could have really, you know, parlayed, parlayed that into something different. So between the, the music and the love of music and the writing, uh, I was frustrated. And, and Munson told me, say, you know, you, you can write anything you want. I got you can write to my publication. I'm the CEO. So if you want to put it in, just write it. So that was kind of the beginning of kind of playing around with writing, uh, doing music reviews. And, and if they're kind of spawned in from going from uh, writing to going into sales. But a little bit about the publication with that is that with the brand of rolling out by being as a print publication, it has been able to evolve over these 21 years. So here we are in 2021, uh, People still call it Rolling Out Magazine or Urban Style Weekly, but really we try to brand it just by rolling out the brand because it's a holistic 360 media company. There is nothing that we can't do from uh, 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 culture, excuse me, from uh, uh, content creation for clients to um, to streaming, to uh, events, experientials. We do it all, custom publications, custom events, there's not too much you can't do through rolling out. And here we are now, 2021, and still able to sustain uh, even during this pandemic. So how would you define the, um, the the content and the focus of the magazine if you had to define yeah. it in 20 words yeah. or less? Wow. So, see, let's try to do it in 20 words. It started out pretty much as a way of paying homage to uh, the music industry. So if you can close your eyes and remember back in 1999, uh, 98, 99, 2000, that was kind of the dawn of hip hop in Atlanta. So you had your outcast, you had people like Usher, you had the Ludacris. At that time, he was uh, Chris Lover Lover over at uh, 107.9. Then in 2000, 
they were not getting the true love because they were still Atlanta versus the nation. So Rolling Out took them and you and put them on the cover. And you will find, if you look at even today on the website at rollingout.com, you will find entertainers that's always graced the covers. But the content, the real drive of the publication is how do we edify business? The, the four core pillars of Rolling Out is business, health, education, technology. So you're gonna find those four cores and then from there it can trickle down in different branches. But that is really the meat of it is how do we edify and bring awareness to our community about those four things, business, health, technology, education. And when so, you say and when you say your community, kind of- That's the holistic, when, yeah. I, say, when I say this, we're talking community. Though uh, I would say our readership is about 95% black, but I mean, it, it transcends. Uh, it is truly a diverse publication. We, uh, in 2018, we actually, set foot into uh, Minneapolis. That made our uh, 20th home home state. So basically, if you, though Rolling Out was created to have a national uh, appeal to it, it was really localized. It started out in five markets, and as of today, you're in 20 major markets. Those markets are pretty much your larger major markets from all the way from New York City to LA, um, your ABC market. So Minneapolis became the last market that we've added where you will find a print publication that's available, which can be localized. So you'll have a national on the front, but the content inside can be localized and needed to focus on that community. Right, and that's what I wanted to, I wanted to talk about that a little bit too, because yeah. you definitely have, I mean, you look at who you have on the covers usually, and it's it's not Atlanta, even though you're, you're, you're in Atlanta, it's not an Atlanta publication. It's a national publication. So that's yeah. that's great that you you kind of clarified. You know that okay, you've got you've got the, kind of the donut. You've got the the national stuff, and you've got the local folks. So, so do you have people in each of those markets who are finding those uh, local stories? Well, to, to the point, we do have uh, have an office in Chicago, have a uh, office in Detroit, uh, where physical bodies, and also we have bodies in L.A. Uh, Minneapolis was that next market. We actually had an office there, uh, and that's a kind of a unique nut to crack. As much as Minneapolis really professed to be a diverse city, we, the world witnessed that it really still has a lot to do to grow. There are over, it's over 50 major Fortune 500 companies called Minneapolis home. We're talking Fortune 500 corporations. That is their home headquarters in Minneapolis. But they're still struggling trying to you know, really show what diversity really is. And that became the hardest nut to crack. So now we've had a re-entry because of what happened with George Floyd is now has allowed us to come back. Okay, how do we revisit this? And how do we get a seat at the table to be able to talk with these corporations because we still see the disparities when it comes to, to business. It's not intentional. It's not intentional, but it just, that's the way that, you know, some things are hard to, turn you can't turn a big shift in a, a ship in a pond we saw that with the suez canal you see how hard it was to <laughs> that. that's the yeah. analogy yeah. that you have to look at when it comes to getting the seat at the table you know you can't turn a big ship in a small space quickly yeah and and you guys are certainly telling a lot of great stories i get the the daily uh email so i i see every day what kind of what's What's cooking, and then and then sometimes I'm I'm not out and about as much as I used to. But when I, when I find the print edition, right. I, I have one here in the office somewhere. Uh, 
so, uh, so if uh, you know if someone here in Atlanta had a a great local story, how, how would they how would they go about pitching that to you? And who, who's well, the best person for that? Well, a lot of ways. It, um, man, we're inundated. You know, emails come in every day from publicists. You know, and I talk to publicists all the time that you know, hey, you want your client here. I got it. I understand. We all understand how the processes work. You want your client to be seen. That's how you get paid. Let's figure out a way to we can I can get you to write up. Let's figure out how do we take this and turn it into everything I mentioned aforementioned to you. Right, right. How, do we, how do we create an event? How do we turn this into an influential opportunity for a client? Um, since COVID, we were able to pivot 180 and we've, we do a, quite a bit virtually. So every morning we have a show called AM Wake Up Call from eight to ten. So it's your morning edition. We bring on guests. So this this is kind of asking a question. Oh, you have an artist, you have a business owner, you have um, they can be that has been from local to to national who've come on the show, spent 10, 15 minutes talking about their brand. And okay. from there, uh, we also have another program called A Seat at the Table, where that's typically designed for your businesses. You know. Anything from CEOs down to brand managers. Uh, how do we have a how do you know how do we have conversation with businesses to you know to get the money? How do we me- how do we measure with KPIs? You know we talk about that whole business aspect. Um, Munson Steve the publisher he has a program that he does that they pre-record called CEO to CEO. So that's an opportunity to bring in from small excuse me small business owners locally. Uh, up to corporations just to have that CEO to CEO conversation. And what kicked it all off was COVID. Uh, when COVID came, we started Health IQ every Tuesday where we talk about health. At first, it was about COVID. And from there, like, let's talk about all the disparities that impact the Black community and p- uh, communities of color, hypertension, obesity, <clears throat> how to take care of your elderly right, you know, right, parents. Right. How, do, how how has COVID impacted us? Now the mission is how do we talk about this vaccine because so many people are afraid to take it, especially in the, in the, in the black community. So now I don't want to inundate you with, uh, you know, 50 million people say, hey, I saw your thing with Mitch. I will get this right. So hey. uh, let's 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 send that to other people, too, if you want. So you're not getting yeah. it. <laughs> you, well, the, the best email to send it to is promotions, uh, P, promotions at rollingout.com, and then it'll get funneled down to the right. Okay. Um, All right. That's yeah. that's that's good. That's good. Yeah. So, uh, do you have uh, <clears throat> do you have some stories that you're looking at now? Because I, you know, I, I feel like within the entertainment side, at least, we're starting to come out the other side. The sound stages are opening up. The concerts are kind of, sort of, starting uh, to come yeah, back. Yeah. To 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 be honest, it would, looking the best thing that that will be a win, and that's for any publication, TV or print or whatever. What's the next hot whatever that is? You know, who can be in front of the next? TMZ seems to be the best one, even though it's almost that quasi, you know, inquirer. People want to know, but they seem to always get that breaking news thing. You, you want to have yeah. that breaking story, whatever that is. Um, we get those every once in a while, but if it's, I really prefer looking for those feel good stories that people want to see. You know, we got enough trash that we see on the news or on other shows, you know, dealing with gossip. But what's really moving a needle that makes people feel good and happy? Um, 
I guess the next thing we what we have done is started a, a, a go to market website, uh, blackbookstore.com, which that is our way that we've been able to get authors, independent authors on. And so those are the little things that we do. So to kind of answer the question, it's a, a bunch of little things that we're doing to kind of keep the, keep the amplification going. For example, every month we do events. Uh, last month we did women. It was Sisters with Superpowers. Uh, February was uh, Best of a Generation for Black History Month. We did uh, uh, our leadership conference in January, which that was all tied in for MLK. So this month in April, it'll be Culture Creators for, for a poetry month. That's Culture Creators, all the creative content from artists to writers to authors. In the end of the month, that'll be a whole culture class that we'll be working with bringing people into a conference uh, where they can come and learn from and glean from some of these, you know, professionals and how to get into the business. Man, you, got, you guys got a lot going on. Oh, my God. Bitch. <laughs> that that explains what we were saying earlier about weekend. What's a weekend? Right. So the weekend, <laughs> I literally try to shut myself. I really literally try to shut everything out because I know Monday through Friday is going to be something. You know, and, and the days pretty much start at six, six to whenever. Yeah, you know? that's a good that's a good plan. I mean, I, my days don't quite start at six usually, but, you know, I, very often I'll get a call from a reporter at five o'clock and say, hey, I'm the night side guy. I, I need a story for the 11 o'clock news tonight. What do you, you got? You got an expert for me. You got a source and, you know, we'll, we'll always find him somebody. But, you know, it's yeah, I, I tend to expect that, especially on Friday afternoons. <laughs> right. It's a. It, it, Expect the unexpected. Yeah. All right. So tell me something fun and cool about you <laughs> that people might not know about. Wow. Um, there's a lot of things. I'm, I'm a Pisces, and Pisces are pretty much real quiet people. Don't say much, but I know a lot of stuff. I, I don't think that I don't think you're a Pisces. I'm not I'm not buying that. Yeah, yeah that's 100. I mean, <laughs> I know I know when to turn it on and when to be quiet. <laughs> But those who know you, like, is that the same guy? Because I can be the quietest person in the room, won't open my mouth. Is he shy guy? Um, I I did mention to you about the DJ. A lot of people did not know that DJ. Uh, the other thing is, uh, I'm an artist. I have to give homage to my brother Munson. For the last 15 years, he's been trying to get me back painting. I haven't painted in over 20 years, so I've started. Uh, the the pandemic was my pivot point. Yeah, I started painting again. So that's a lot of people don't know that. So what you've got behind you is that is that, is that one, of, one of my pieces behind okay. me there. This is one of my most recent ones. This is the most current one I've done. I got about six of them in progress, but this is the main one I got right now. Lean this way a little bit for me, so I can see. Oh, there we go. That's very nice. I like that. Yeah, that's uh, it's thirteen shots. That's it. Kind of depicts the thirteen people who have been televised. The revolution that was televised for those who were killed. Over the last few years, uh, how well you want to paint that picture? Yeah. Well, we saw their deaths, but nonetheless, that is the America that we live in. Um, All right. So, so now the the lightning round a little bit. So, yeah, you were saying earlier that you're you're reading some audio books, but what's what's the last book that you've either read or listened to? Uh, the, the last book that I read was called Yellow Dog by uh, Walter Walter Mosley. So, I have. Uh, I'm actually back into his uh, his whole series of Easy Rollins. So I'm on book number six now. I just started at Gone Fishing just the other day. So okay. I, my goal is I'm going to finish his 
He just came out with book number 15 out of this whole series since since 1999. And now most people know the series from uh, Devil in the Blue Dress. Okay. That was the movie yeah. that came yeah. out with Denzel Washington. Uh, I never read the book. I saw the movie. I saw the movies. Like, I don't think I want to watch it. But I had read other books out of that series, just audio. But since COVID, I went back to read the book. The book is way better than the movie. Yeah, usually, they usually are, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so favorite favorite Atlanta restaurant? Oh gosh. Is there, is there, yeah. What do you what do, where do you like to get when you're just like, man, I I need I need this. If I need this, is going. I hate to say this. It's real cheesy. I have to go get. Uh, uh, there's one place. It's called uh, Grand Central Pizza, over in little over in uh, East Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, Grand that's, that's okay. probably the, the one place I say if I gotta get, I have to go there to get the pizza. Either there's a lot of great pizza places, but I go to that one. I have not tried that one. I'll have to check yeah. that out. Uh, my, I, I sometimes will. We'll default to uh, Fat Matt's Rib Shack for. Uh, for I'm some... Fat Matt, so I don't go to no barbecue place <laughs> nowhere. I will be cooking ribs this weekend. Okay, so, all right. Yeah, yeah. I, I I used to Fat Matt's used to be on my way home when I worked downtown. Right, which, which was dangerous, right? Because you you yeah. can call from the office as you're leaving and as you're passing, your your ribs are ready. So your rib, exactly. Yeah. Hey, real quick. Yeah. A lot of people say that they don't, you know, barbecues. Barbecue come out during Memorial Day. I barbecue 365 days a year. First time, this is this will be the third time this year I've already put the grill has been smoked up. I have to go get some more wood this weekend. Awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, favorite, and this may be answer your next question, favorite guilty pleasure. Oh, wow. Guilty pleasure, it would have to be uh, music. Okay. Just listening to music, that's always the first go-to guilty pleasure. I'm going to add in another question. Who's your favorite artist? You have somebody you love. I got a lot of them, but the first one that comes to mind always, and if you know, we, I can get real serious with you on that based on genre. But my favorite is Miles Davis. Yep, that's a good. One. Okay, favorite local getaway. Honestly, I don't have one. If I have to do anything, I'd be probably going to the park. Okay, that's that's yeah. good. Parks are great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I, I I just found a place in Decatur. It's a called Legacy Park that a friend of mine. I know exactly where yeah. that is. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the old United Methodist Children's yes. Home there. Yeah, yes. this friend friend of mine has been talking about it for months, and I finally got my butt out there last weekend because it was raining. But you know, it's like this is this is nice. Lots of, there's lakes and birds and trails. I, I exactly. like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, all right, favorite non-work hobby. And uh, this, I would have I have to say the, the the really the reincarnation of painting. I mean, because that's that has become my Saturday. I wake up early every Saturday morning at five and, and Sunday and try to get in at least two to three hours. So that, that becomes, that's it. That's great. Uh, anything we haven't talked about, about rolling out, what you got I me, mean, we kind of, I think we got a good brush of what, uh, brush, see what I did there? Yeah, I heard you. I heard you. <laughs> brush is painting and ribs, right? Uh, you yeah, know, you, I heard you. You, you got to, you got to use a different brush, you know, for, you same brush for both, but, uh, that would be bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mitch. <laughs> Anything else? Yeah, I think I think we kind of hit it. I appreciate it. So, uh, oh, I forgot to ask. So, what what is your official title there with rolling out? Um, my official title is a uh, brand strategist, and as a, as a brand strategist, it's really just as a kind of play on words. It's, it's simply nothing but sales. But ultimately, the the brand is how do we you know strategize with clients um, to do more. How do we amplify 
the client. And sometimes when talking with clients, that's the hardest thing to do because they're, you know, the paradigm shift. They only see you as being, okay, you're a publication. I just want to put some ads in. That's all I want to do. But it's bigger than that, Mitch. How do we take this to the next level? So give me the money, but let's amplify it so that it becomes a full 360 pack campaign. Right now, I would say 75% of the people get that. And that's yeah. once they see it, they get it. Because with the tunnel vision, because businesses, they're so set on doing things the way it's always been done. Even in public, as a, as a publicist, same way. This is what I'm supposed to do. But how do we bend the curve a little bit so everybody can see a full value of it? Well, yeah, and, and I think people – there's so many publications nowadays that have – they have a, a podcast associated with them, or they have a a, vis, a video component a, a, a connected to their digital presence. And you know, you get you get some publicists who are, I'm, I just want to, I'm just going to give you my guy for the interview. That's it. I'm going to see it in print. You know, he doesn't want to, uh, you know, podcasting. I don't get that because it's sometimes it's hard to measure, right? So the client says, yeah. "How do you? How many people watch this podcast?" And, and exactly, you can't, you can't always say, you can't always tell, right? But, but I, but I can tell, you know, sometimes you can see like how many people listen to it, that kind of thing and downloads, but you know, you can tell whether a podcast is hitting an office, an audience that's influential and it's going to help your client. And when it's just somebody who's doing a podcast, and exactly. not really reaching anybody, right? Exactly. So. Yeah. You get it. It's the, the, you, you just hit the nail on the head and that's exactly what it is. You know, it, it's almost like an added value. So or we can bundle this all together. Give me a price. If, tell me what the budget is and we can figure out how to measure and put all the pieces together, the puzzle. So at the end of the day, Mitch and the client sees everything and the client is happy, you happy. And it becomes a win versus here's the one thing I asked for, but I just got right. you 10 more things. For this. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you, Tigner. We've been talking with Tigner Rand with Rolling Out. I'm not going to say Rolling Out Magazine because there's so much more. It's just rolling out, Thank and we're going to roll out. And so, and with that, we're going to roll out today. Thank you for taking it. We appreciate it. Appreciate you, Mitch. And uh, everyone, tune in next week for another edition of our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight.